The Guru is live. Good morning. You know, there's never a great morning without some technical difficulties. Anyway, we're rolling this morning. We've got a great topic, and that's pets at showings. The pets at oh my goodness sakes, the pets at show. What do you do with a pet? What do you do with a dog, a cat, or any other kind of animal? There might be out there. Good morning. Grab a cup of coffee. You're going to need it this morning for the pets at showings because it, it becomes crazy when it comes to pets. Take a sip of your coffee this morning with me. I hope you're enjoying the morning. And what about buyer's pets? What, what, what does that really mean when the buyer shows up? Okay, you schedule the show, 123 Main Street. You get out of your car. You're walking over there, and the buyer walks up with, with, with their mastiff. The buyer walks up with their poodle. The buyer walks up with their lizard. Whatever it is, the buyer walks up with their own personal pet. And, and they're calling it, you know, just their, their favorite pet or it, it's not a service animal. It's just their, it's not going to cause any problems. And so they, they always promise us this. Buyers get out of the car with their pet. Don't worry. This pet goes everywhere. Nobody knows. Well, should that ever be done? Should that should that actually happen? Of course, the answer is no, no, no. Please don't have your buyers bring pets. Leave them in the car if it's not too hot. But you know, I gotta tell you something about your guru. I am a pet lover. And I believe in the ethical treatment of pets. Absolutely. No pets in a hot car. No pets in the hot sun. No pets suffering. I don't believe in that. I want the pets to be comfortable. And as much as possible in the environment that they perfectly enjoy. Which is often, I get it, often with you. But maybe, just maybe. You need to coach your buyer. Leave the pet at home. Leave the pet with someone else. You're going to look at someone else's home. Now, I want to mention something here real quick because there is a caveat here that comes up enough of the time, and it certainly comes up with me. Now, as you know, your guru, blind. Mostly, but I have a tiny bit of eyesight, but not much. But I have a guide dog. My guide dog is certified and trained by the guide dog, a GDB, Guide Dogs for the Blind, right out of Boring, Oregon. Wonderful organization. You ever get an opportunity to go visit the, the GDB campus in Boring, Oregon, off of Highway 26 on your way to Mount Hood? You should absolutely go ask for a tour and give to the organization. There's my pitch for the organization. I love them, I dearly love them. And my guide dog, his name is Cairo. He is wonderful. I, I can't get around without him. He, he enables me to get around with speed and he is like a people magnet. I love it. But let me tell you something about service animals. And this is, you know, as an attorney, let me tell you something about service animals. I have an absolute right to take my service animal into a restaurant. I have an absolute right to take it into public buildings. I have an absolute right to take my service animal to the mall. I don't have any right 
to take my service animal to a individual personal home. I don't have any right for it. There just isn't any right. They can stop me at the door and say, sorry, no service animals here. And people say, how is that possible? What about the ADA? Well, the ADA doesn't cover individual personal homes. So even I, with an actual service animal, not one, not one of these, you know, close to being service animals, he's a certified service animal for the blind. Tons of training, like, like fifty dollars to $70,000 of training. It's incredible how much training they put into them. He's wonderful, but they can even deny my service dog, Cairo, because the ADA does not cover you showing up with your service animal to get into an individual person's home. They can stop you. Now, generally, they don't. But let me tell you, there can be good reason to stop even a service animal or any animal, for that matter, for coming into a home. Okay, I want to talk about one quick thing when it comes to animals here. Because since we're talking animals today, we got to hit the law just a touch. Not only ADA, but the one-bite rule. You, you, everybody hears about the one-bite rule. What is the one bite rule? By the way, there's not anything in the in the revised statutes that declares it called that says it's the one bite rule. What you have to do is you have to look at the case law, and then you have to look at the legislative law, and then you have to combine them all together. And what does it really mean when people say, "Well, I get one free bite"? Nobody gets a free bite. That's not how it works. The one bite rule works like this. So you have an animal, no matter what, you know, whatever the animal is, dog, cat, rabbit, whatever it is. And, you, and, and you're saying this is the friendliest animal. No one's ever met an animal this friendly. And yet someone comes up to you and your animal does something you've never seen it do before. It snaps at them and snaps at their finger. And hurts them they're really hurt well you're likely to be liable for the medical damages not necessarily pain and suffering and all that you're likely to be liable for some of those medical damages so where does that that concept of the one bite rule come in it comes in that you're not negligent it's after that now you're on notice you're on notice that your animal will do this, and now the next time you could be found negligent, and now is when the, the, the deeper pockets start to, start to flow in. All right, let's get away from that. I just wanted to mention it real quick. Let's get over to the bigger issue of pets, and that's seller's pets. The whole thing of sellers having pets in the home. But let's slow down a little bit this morning. I do love this topic when it comes to pets in the home. And what do we do with showings and pets in the home? Hope you're having a cup of coffee this morning. By the way, take a moment, put it, put it in the comments. What kind of pets have you seen in the home? One, one moment while I'm sipping my coffee. When it comes to seeing pets in the home, what kind of pets are you seeing? And what has been problematic? What kind of pet issues do you see? Throw it into the comments. I would love to see from you what kind of pet 
problems are you seeing out there? Because, you know, there's not just dogs and cats. There's everything from tarantulas to the, the whole gamut going on. So what kind of pet issues are you seeing? Now, should sellers have pets in the home? One has to kind of wonder, should they actually have pets in the home once they decide to sell their home? Now, I don't have a perfect idea of what to do about the pets. But pets do have, or some people, have allergy problems. Now, you're looking now, you're coaching your seller. You're listing the home, and you're coaching them to sell the home. And in that coaching, in that conversation, this needs to be part of that active conversation of, okay, you've got some pets in the home. And maybe they don't smell them anymore. Maybe they don't even notice the, the smell going on because pets can have their own smell. I'm not saying your home stinks. I'm saying that your home may have an odor that goes along with having a particular type of pet. Whether it's a dog or cat or whatever it is, there can be odors with that. And some people have allergies to that. For, for open houses... For other times of significant showings, you may want to think about having your pet over at a friend's house or having it boarded for a little while. You know, pets also get very nervous, but having the active pet in the area will cause that, that odor to be even stronger. So... It becomes a problem. Now, we also have the issue of who's caring for the pet. You know, we're, we're professionals. So, we're, you know, we're just talking professional to professional here. And we've all seen this over time. You see in the private notes where it'll say, when you're done with the showing, let my dog back out in the backyard. Make sure he has water. Let, let, let my, make sure my cat has access back to the general house. I have him locked up in, in the, the bathroom. If you see notes like this, throw it into the comments. Uh, and I know that you have because it happens out there quite regularly. And people wonder, who is caring for this pet? What's going on? I, I mean, really, should the showing agent be caring for your pet? Should the showing agent be caring for your seller's pet? Now, the answer quite clearly is, clearly is they shouldn't be caring for the pet. However, there are problems, and I get it, where the, the seller says, I'm going to be gone, and I would normally have my pet out with more access, but I'll lock them up for a period of time, but I want them out later. It is a problem, though, when we are reliant upon an industry that is selling a home. They are bringing someone in to experience the home, and they are also supposed to be caring for the pet. This is it. I'll tell you right from the guru. And I'm a pet lover. I don't want to see any pets locked up. I don't want to see any suffering of pets. But it's a problem when we are in reliance upon our real estate colleagues to go and care for an animal. I mean, I've even had people 
give instructions about the barn and and opening a gate or closing a gate so that some animal can go can go through. Not just you, not just you for showing purposes, but they want you to do something else with their animals, and they have preset an area. You know that may take a deeper conversation than just a note, a private note in the MLS. That, that may take a little bit more. Hey, by the way, before we move on here, take a moment and, and, and hit that like button. I love it when you hit the like button. Of course, pets, one of my, one of my favorite topics, but I love it when you hit the like button. And if you have any of the other emotions that go along with, you know, whether it's a thumbs up or a happy face or whatever it is, hit, hit that as well. And comments, I get back to everybody on the comments. I also love your comments about future shows. What do you want to hear about? What works for you? What do you want to know about? What do we need to dismantle? Because our number one goal here is building your business bigger than you ever thought it could be. And we do it with knowledge, skills, and abilities, and your commitment to the client. And this is what we are taking apart every day right here on Real Estate Daily. Also, to even go deeper, for those that are very serious about building your career, go over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button. It's right down at the bottom. Hit the subscribe button. There's a link to the YouTube, I believe, right here on the banner. Go to the link. Click the subscribe button. That will make you part of the Guru Members Only events. Right now, we have started a series in the Guru Members Only for the one-week business plan to put money in your pocket. You've got to be involved in this. You need to go and unlock this free asset to building your business bigger than it ever could be before. And now for those really, I mean, the ones serious, you're gonna, you're gonna be part of the Guru members only. There's another level. And the next level is we have a course called Kickstarter that can build your business rapidly as well as one-on-one -on -one coach. Okay, let me get back to it here, animals. Don't let them out. The instruction says, don't let the animals out. Well, you open the bedroom door. And when they say you, you have access to the full house, but don't go into the master bedroom. You have access to the full house, but don't go into the third bathroom or the second bathroom, whatever, whatever the instruction is. First, we don't know the house. Maybe a little bit more instruction or maybe, maybe putting a, a marker on the door cat inside and maybe it should be crazy cat inside that's gonna run like crazy when you crack the door open or don't let the animal out the front door and you crack the door open two inches and the cat screams out of there like crazy and you're busy chasing the, the cat down down the road because they're thinking, I've got to catch this cat. I was told to not let I mean, we, we all care about the animals. We want them treated right. We don't want the family to be sad about losing an animal. But I'll tell you, if you've got a cat or, or another kind of animal that will simply, they're, they're, they're waiting. 
They're just standing there waiting for you to crack that door open and let your clients in. You really need to think about getting a kennel or having a neighbor or a friend watch the animal. And I know, I know that's hard. I, it's really hard. But you don't want to lose the animal either. How, how devastating is that? And if your animal is just sitting there waiting to scream out the door because somebody opened up the door and it's not you, what kind of problem are, are we causing for a showing? We're showing a problem. We're creating a problem that is so intense. I mean, all of a sudden, it's the agent you're running down the road and your client is over there. Can we go in? Should we go in? No, don't go in without me. I'll be back in a second while I'm chasing the crazy cat. <laughs> if you've had this happen, I would love to hear from you in the comments. Surely, if you've been in this business any amount of time, I know you've had this happen. You have had it happen where you have been chasing a cat around the yard, down the street, or a dog, or whatever other type of animal it is. All right. Let's, let's, let's move this on. I'm, I'm getting short on time here. Complaints. And complaints about animals can go amazingly and appropriate at times to animal control. Holy cow! It can go to animal control. Yes, because people are tenderhearted about animals, as I am. I have great feelings for them. I want them treated right. One moment while I sip some coffee. Okay. I want animals treated right, and I know you do as well. You got to, when you're coaching your seller, you have to think, what will other people think about the animal situation in their home? What will they think about it? Well, if they think the animal's not being treated right, they very well may be calling animal control. They may be calling the authorities about it. It's like seeing the, the dog locked in a car in the summertime and the heat's rising in the car like crazy. We all go over. We want to save the dog. Well, there can be similar bad situations inside of a house. And you don't want that. Now, there can be all kinds of animals in a house, by the way. What other kinds of animals? So, yes, the, the distress and animal control, it's a problem. But what other kinds of animals can we have in a house? Well, you can have iguanas, snakes, tarantulas. You can have all kinds of animals that are not what we would call the standard domesticated dog and cat. You can have all kinds of animals. By the way, here out in Corbett, where I have my home, I we have a donkey. And we have goats and a sheep and llamas and chickens and stuff. But we have a donkey. And I bring up the donkey on purpose because when, when we adopted the donkey from a family up near the Kelso, Washington area, the, the grandmother had died and the donkey had been raised with the grandmother. But when she passed away, we showed up to, to get this donkey from, from the, the children that said, we don't have a place for the donkey anymore. Oh, by the way, the donkey has lived with grandma all of its life. We said, well, we figured that, no problem. They said, oh, you don't understand. The donkey lives in the house. 
are you going to be able to make that happen? Well, let me tell you, if you were come to visit me in Corbett, Oregon, the donkey's not inside my house. It, it, that's a no. I can hardly believe it. Sure enough, we show up, and the donkey's got a little blanket on, and it's walking out the door of the house. Sure enough, it had been living in the house with the grandma. And that's all fine. Be People make their own choices. People make their own choices about what they do with, with pets. And we love our donkey. But, and, and by the way, she's a Mediterranean, Mediterranean mini donkey. She, she's only about, about this high. And got the, the she has the cross on her back. For those of you who don't know the fable with the cross on the back, she's wonderful. Her name is Florabel. But before I start getting comments about, you didn't tell me the name. Well, her name is Florabel. And she is a wonderful donkey. But she does not live in my home. So we told the kids, we will give her a wonderful home. We have a barn. We have other animals. She will be well cared for. We'll send you pictures. No problem. We've had her for years now. We, we did send, up, send pictures to the family. And then they were shown she had a good life. But she's not living in my home. But you can have. You can show up to situations that are unexpected you didn't think that a donkey was going to live in a home i mean when do you ever think that a donkey is going to live in the home well what do people think about that what do people think about pets in the home generally to a lot of people it means the house is dirty now if you tell them there's a donkey in the house maybe, maybe they're right <laughs> <laughs> donkeys really are not meant for, in my opinion, donkeys are not meant for the house. But I know there have been people who keep horses in the house, llamas in the house, donkeys in the house, chickens in the house. They've kept all kinds of pets in the house, and that's up to them. But generally, people overall will think that a lot of these more farm-type animals means the house is dirty. And you may be limiting the population when you're trying to help your seller move this home through a listing, that may be limiting, a limiting factor when they learn that there are farm animals inside the home. What about domestic animals like dogs and cats? People also feel like that is a, a potential, much of our population feels like that is a dirty type problem and it's going, the house is going to smell. There's going to be problems with the carpets and because of urination and accidents and things like this that happen. But, however, that's an easier one to get past because people will usually come and visit the house. Maybe you need to think about having the home cleaned ahead of time. You know, have the carpets steamed. Have the, have the house itself professionally cleaned. That may help you get past this pet problem and the assumption that people will make about it. All right. Today we've been talking about pets in the home. I would love to hear your comments about it. I look forward to reading them throughout the day and when you get a chance to make comments on pets in the home. I'd like to hear what kind of pets have you seen? What is the most unique pet in a home that you have had to deal with. I mean, have you had to deal with a duck in the house? I've heard of ducks in the house. 
I have not personally witnessed a duck in the house, but I've heard of people having ducks in the house. It's possible. And what about unique animals like skunks? Skunks, you know, they, they maybe they've had their stink bag removed, and they can be, I understand, a pet. That's a it's a possibility. People think about, you know, possums and skunks and other animals like that as vermin, but apparently they can be a nice pet. If you've seen pets like this, I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to like us on social media. Follow us on social media in YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe. Open up the Guru Members Only events by hitting the subscribe button. Today we've been talking about pets, and I look forward to reading your comments. I'll see you tomorrow.